Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And our greatest responsibility is to serve our Southwest communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that Zero Credits News produces. But we're concerned about the troubling trend of irresponsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories, stories that just aren't true, without checking facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. I think your job's safe. Yeah, I think I think Sin- Sinclair Broadcasting cannot pull our funding now. Finally. Or they'll start giving us funding. That would be good, too. What if we start doing those must-reads for them? Yeah, we, we start we start working on the must-reads, then the dough starts flowing, and that is pretty much how it works, I believe. I, as far as I know, Sinclair B- Broadcasting Group, which is a parent company that oversees over 72 local news uh, stations around the country. I say 72, I think it's more like 720. Yeah. And they, they they occasionally will push these must-reads through to these local news groups, and then they have to either, usually it's play them. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a video segment that they have to play during their broadcast. Most recently, what got the nation's attention is that the anchors themselves had to read a script that was basically what I just monologued just now, and uh, someone compiled a video of it, and it's... It's it's creepy. It is. I've seen the video. It's ghastly. Yeah, and of course the video is edited in a way that you have overlapping voices to make it sound like this weird machine talking to you. Yeah. But it is a machine. Yeah, it, it is still people who, under threat of losing their job, have to read kind of apropos of nothing to their trusting audience this politically charged message that they don't necessarily agree with or do not find to be actually factually true and the weird thing is it's about fake news yeah and 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 fake news is a huge problem yeah i mean but the, the the script itself is sort of like false yeah i mean i think it's uh another in a long line of the fact that the people who decry fake news the most push it the most Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean... The lady doth protest too much, methinks. But it's just this weird sort of thing where, like, okay, I don't know anyone my generation that watches the news. Yeah, fair. So, the news is sort of like this, a holdover from a previous generation of how people stayed informed. You would go out, you would work your entire day, you couldn't read newspapers unless you read them in the morning, but then a lot of stuff would happen during the day... You didn't have websites to keep up with what was going on, so you would watch the news, and you didn't think about who wrote the news. Yeah. Who fed the anchors their lines. Who's putting the spin on the stories or whatever, and you would just swallow it. It was like your little placebo that makes you either feel more fearful about the world in order for you to be behind more military spending or something like that, or feel safe about, you know, certain ideas and political candidates but we live in an age now where we can't just swallow that placebo anymore 
Yeah, I mean, I think that for a, for a very significant portion of time... Now, the news has always been part of following a narrative. Someone writes the news. The news is always part of uh, a larger body. But I feel like for a significant period of broadcast news history, it was upheld by this kind of ethereal standard of journalistic integrity. The idea is, if it's on the news, you can probably trust it. And I feel like the advent of, and then the subsequent mutation of Fox News, a uh, news station that was created entirely to support a bias, mm -hmm. has pushed us in this direction where news is untrustworthy. News is just to push forward a certain bias of interested parties. Yeah, the, what basically what Fox News and other sort of politically charged news organizations do is they all sort of cover the same stories, but they put different spins on it using different language to describe it. And as we sort of discussed, language shaped your perception of the world. So if they use things that words like terrorist and bombing... When really it was like, okay, a package exploded unexpectedly. Bad example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if they use, like, if they choose different words that seem more fearful, you're going to feel more afraid by the end of their news story. Yeah, I mean, it's targeted social and emotional manipulation on their part. And I feel like in a lot of cases, news anchors get kind of caught up in it. For the most part, I don't think that news anchors are implicit in an agenda. I just think that they're actors in it. Uh, for a lot of them, they're just reporting the stories they're given, unless they're like an investigative journalist, in which case they did the investigation themselves. But for your like 9 to 5, which is not all the, all the hours of a news broadcaster, uh, like of your typical anchor, they're just reading the stories that are put in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they do so because they're good at reading in a calm, weird, made-up accent. Yeah, the uh, that made-up, weird Midwest accent. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, the way that I look at it, and the way that this Sinclair thing is most terrifying to me, is that I think that local broadcast news is obviously far and away much more popular than fox news would be just because of the number of eyes that are on local news regularly and local news is still a major vector through which people get their information but i am of the opinion that if someone is someone that watches local news primarily their scope of information their ability to gather facts is going to be lessened than someone who has a, a broader scope, more opportunities, more like internet access, more cable access, just more things they can put their eyes on. Whereas if someone just has an antenna or whatever, then their access to information will be limited. So they're particularly susceptible to manipulation. And they might not even, they might not even be aware of the political angle to it just because like if you, you want to avoid political news, you avoid, of course, Fox News. You avoid CNN to a degree. Mm -hmm. And then you think, oh, I'm golden. Because those are the two, like, the ones that represent different camps. All other news is completely unbiased. Mm -hmm. But then you've got these organizations like Sinclair Broadcasting Group that skews a little to the right. Not, I'm not saying all they put forth is right-winged. Mm -hmm. But they, they have a tendency to, to lean more toward the conservative side. And if they're pushing these must-reads through, 
then they have direct access through local channels to get their agenda across. Yeah, you have a you have a direct through line of communication to so many viewers that if you're if you're reading it through personalities that they've know that they've come to trust, then you put an extreme responsibility on the people reading it to hold true to the message they're reading. And you can't if it's something that they're telling you you have to read to keep your job. Yeah, I mean, there's no if there's no discussion about from an anchor. Hey, I don't feel comfortable with presenting this story because it feels like it has a political angle, like agenda behind it. And then, like the, the the response is, "Well, you have to read it, or else you're fired." Yeah. Then you're not that. That's there's nothing American about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's nothing. There's nothing that has integrity about just saying what someone told you to say. But I mean, you have to protect your job, I guess. There were, there were a few anonymous reports of people working in broadcast news who say that they just don't run the must-reads. And they've gotten in huge amounts of trouble over it. Some people have lost their jobs. But some people are out there carrying a torch for not pushing this message through. Yeah, and um, I actually have a story pulled up right here. Uh, a morning TV producer at a Sinclair-owned station in Nebraska resigned in protest of what he calls the company's obvious bias. Mm-hmm. So it, if you want to fight Sinclair as a person in this industry, your option is to quit. Yeah, that's no option at all. And, and like, so he can get another job as a producer somewhere, but it, he has to make sure it's not at a Sinclair-owned company. Yeah, he must not apply at somewhere that is in the 720 stations that they administer. And this, I think this is revealing sort of a dangerous sort of thing that maybe people aren't aware of. Why is a company, one company, allowed to own all of these different news stations? And does that play into any antitrust laws? Mm-hmm. Which probably not, because there's probably other conglomerates that own maybe an equal number of stations. But it's just, it's just if we can't trust our local news... We rewind the clock to, like, 1950s. Yeah. If you say, like, the notion of not trusting your local news is unheard of. Yeah. And now we're in an age where we have to doubt. I mean, we're we're in an age right now. I know that for a while people were saying that the 2000s and the 2010s were a post-privacy age. The idea that privacy is a myth and no longer exists. And that's absolutely true. Uh, but there has also been something going around that I subscribe to is the idea that we're almost living in a post-truth future in that what we, truth still exists. That's not what it's getting at, but it's essentially saying that we live in a world where the access to information and the capability to disseminate a message is so great that there is no burden that something be true for it to be widespread or worthy of transmission yeah the burden of proof used to be on the 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 teller of the information but now it's just like we'll release the information and if i'm wrong people will fight about it in the comments and it's never going to make its way back to me and even even if it does i don't care exactly We, we live in a place now where it doesn't matter if what you say is true all that you care about is whether it gets a reaction. And it's performed so well as a strategy that a lot of people are adopting it. Yeah, if you think back to the mid-2000s, which is like 
10 years ago. Yeah, 13 uh, years ago. Stephen Colbert on his uh, his Colbert report, he invented the word called truthiness, mm-hmm. which was this weird sort of not quite the truth, not quite a lie, but somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's only gotten worse as time goes on because now we don't even have the half-truth part. Now it's just, hey, the Russians are making stories that are... And, and paying for people to do protests, so we cannot, we we can't separate fact and fiction. It's impossible. I mean, we li- we live in a world currently where you can you can be in a position of complete and absolute power, tell a bald faced lie, have people understand that it's a lie, defend it, yeah, and it and it continues to exist as a sentiment. It doesn't matter if it was true or not. It's it's insane. And I mean, I, I think if we get in too much of a rabbit hole about it, it's going to be a very depressing topic, but... Yeah, but I, I think it deserves to be talked about just because it is so huge right now. And it, w- it was the topic of discussion for a little while when it came to light, the uh, the Russian... I forget the name of the organization, but like a giant government-backed Russian agency, the Internet Intelligence? Russia, sure. Something like that. Was exposed having... Creating and disseminating false social media posts that were then repeated by actual Americans. Yep. And that was a big story for all of two seconds before we moved on to the next thing. But that is a huge issue. Yeah, it, it's it's a huge issue. It's, it's unbelievably complicated. And the, we live in a world now, and I, I know I keep saying we live in a world to preface it, but it's so insane to me that we've we've come to this point. But, like, you can have things like you mentioned where it is proven almost beyond a shadow of a doubt that a major foreign agency constructed and then disseminated a narrative amongst the American citizens, and it's big news for a second. Yeah. And then we immediately move on because everything's big news. Fake, true, it doesn't matter. Everything's new. Everything's new all the time. Everything's bad. If we would allow things, some things to become old and discussed at length, kind of like how Congress does, and like how bills and laws get passed, or how it used to be, yeah. people would argue and debate back and forth for months before a new sort of piece of legislation would become put into law. But now it's just like zoom, zoom, zoom. We got to get to the new thing. We got, oh, Russia, they did the thing. All right, boom, boom. New, major news organizations covering it. Oh, wait, a kitten set a fire? Oh, uh, well, that's, I mean, that sounds like bigger news to me. <laughs> but did the kitten really set the fire? Who knows? And how much of that is, oh, we've had that kitten fire story for weeks, but we had to distract from the from the yeah, russian story we, we've been sitting on it i will say though that this is pretty pretty appropriate stuff considering the day that it is what day is it it's uh, well we're recording this on april 4th yeah which is national tell a lie day is that a real thing it is it's national tell a lie day national tell a lie day i should have told so many lies today <laughs> well just one Oh, it's tell it's specifically a lie. It's not no no no. 
You misunderstand. It is not National Tell Lies Day. Just one lie. That is April 1st, also known as Liar's Day. You mean April Fool's. Liar's Day. No, I've always told the truth on April Fool's because it subverts the expectation. Oh, I don't participate in April Fool's. Why not? Are you not American? Because I think April Fool's is an emotionally manipulative, harmful holiday that is mean-spirited to its core. But if you tell the truth on April Fool's Day and people, Yeah, that's fine. If people perceive it as a joke, not your fault. <laughs> what if on April Fool's Day you're just a jerk to people, but you don't, like, play tricks on them? You're just mean-spirited the entire day. Yeah, and then at the end people were like, man, that was a good April Fool's Day. It's like, sure. I'm disappointed this year because Russia had the perfect opportunity to say, April Fool's, we've been pranking you this whole time. <laughs> We've got these employees, they're these 20 individuals on Twitter, and they start all the false news. And it was just a hoax. They really could have. And they didn't. They had an out, and they didn't take it. Man, they really missed out on that clause in the American Constitution that laws, that crimes committed are forgivable if they were done as April Fool's pranks. It's kind of like the more realistic version of The Purge. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, the Purge could be National Tell-A-Lie Day. Well, I th- I feel like there are bigger <laughs> bigger issues on Purge Day than telling a lie. Why don't we get that Purge movie? Why don't we get the Purge movie from the people who don't kill, but they do other, like, social and criminal mores? I keep waiting for that that company of Purge movies to release a heist movie set during the Purge. That'd be all right. Where it's like... They don't kill, but they want to, they want to like get rich. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to kill anybody, not even on Purge Day. I feel like this podcast has us talking about the Purge a lot, and it's a classic piece of American cinema. I've never seen it. It's not good. I've only seen one of them. Apparently in the later sequels, it's more about rich people hiring kill squads to kill the poor Rather than the poor actually... It becomes a class issue. Oh, well, the first one's totally a class issue, too. But apparently it was too subtle for the Purge people. So they just made it uh, even less subtle. I wonder, though, were a Purge to happen, what crime would I commit? Uh, Theft. Theft? Yeah. You would risk it. You would go out and commit theft? Oh, I wouldn't go out. How would you But also, I wouldn't be rich enough to have a panic room. Yeah. Probably just kill myself. No, because that's not that's the illegal, point. right? A funny, I like. Okay, so we've gotten away from my my news story, but I want to continue this purge thread. <laughs> okay, we don't have to. Just no, FYI. we have to. Okay, we have to because uh, this question comes up a lot of the time on things like Ask Reddit and other internet forums. Like, what would you do during the purge? As if the only thing between us and like murder is a list of rules saying you shouldn't kill people. Yeah, I mean, I think we existed for a period of time without that, just fine. But the thing is, the ultimate thing is, on Purge Day, that's the day that you can legally steal from anyone. Yeah. So go steal. Like, forget murder. Yeah, steal. Steal. And if you need to hire a few, like, murder protectors, <laughs> people who do like murder, it's like, hey, you can't murder anyone. But <laughs> but the people who try to murder us. And then you're putting your trust in that person. And who knows? That means nothing because it's Purge Day. I would like to say, Henry, uh, maybe, we, maybe we missed a thread here. So the idea is on Purge Day, 
So basically, the rule of law is gone. Yeah. You don't even have Hammurabi. No, no, not even. Not, it, it, not even I, Hammurabi. If a house falls on somebody on Purge Day, the builder gets to live. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So think of it this way. You, you have no rules. So what you do is you steal from anyone and everything. But as part of that... You create a subsection of rules for your hired murderers that they can only kill people who try to kill you while you're trying to steal from them. You've created the first step of society. <laughs> That's all society was when it started, is people who were stealing from people were tired of getting murdered, so they hired murderers to protect them. Yeah, but but here's the thing. It's more of a contract of money, because you have, you have to promise them some of the money yeah. and, and how this plays out is okay we get the money and then he turns on us and then we outnumber him sure we've lost a few along the way because hey losses are inevitable but there's more of us than him yeah so we just gun him down and take off with the money okay well then do that's my... still just society what no i just want money john <laughs> yeah that's society i just want to be able to rob from the rich to give to myself oh i would do a lot of insider trading on purge day i wonder if the markets are closed on purge day it's gotta be they've gotta <laughs> close the markets on purge day well yeah i feel like banks yeah the purge is definitely a bank holiday bank holiday the markets are closed but like all right if you put in like an elite, like if you if you do like commit insider trading, but you put in a buy or a sell order on purge day in reserve. Yeah, because I still think you could like you could register that on on purge day. Yeah, you can you can put a trade on the weekend, and it does it doesn't go through till the market opens on Monday, but does it count? <laughs> oh, it's tough to say. Oh, I bet they have rules for that. Man, I bet the finance world and the purge is nuts. <laughs> well, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, like, okay. I feel like banks would, would just, they would become prisons or like they would become <laughs> fortresses. Man, it must suck like forgetting it's purge day and then being like, oh, I got to cash this rent check. And then you go to the bank and it's like turned into a murder prison. It's like, ah, oh, shit, got to go home. Man. Okay. So think of it this way, right? Right. There are big swings in the market, big swings, comparatively because they're predictable. There's a swing on Monday and there's a swing on Friday, right? Okay. There's a swing on Monday because people are buying things because the market's just opened. It's just a slight psychological upward swing. It's predictable, but it's really too small to profit from. And there's a swing down on Friday where people are selling out of positions. They're worried about moving on the weekend when they can't trade out of them. Now going into a purge going into day. a purge, people would sell everything. Man, the market would be saturated on the day before purge day. Oh, I, there would be too many orders to put through, and some of them would have to. Yeah, they'd have be to move. push till Monday or, or the day after the purge. There's got to be like special purge day, like financial rules. Man, that's really not a well-thought-out concept. They really should have thought out it would affect the financial sector. There are so many little loopholes and flaws with Purge Day. Yeah. That, and, like, it doesn't actually solve any of the problems. Yeah. It's just like, oh, get your aggression out. But it's like, you could join a gym. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, a lot of the initial movie was like, oh, it's supposed to, like, let you get your aggression out or whatever. But the ultimate thing is like, oh, it kills people who are lower class than you. 
Yeah, yeah. Which population control? Yeah, population control is is definitely where it went, which is flawed economically as a as an idea for a movie. But I guess like if the purge was your high school paper, sure. Yeah, it's like one of those ideas on paper that sounds good, but then when you consider like the realities of the situation, but I, I, to a degree, the systems that we have in place, like there's no upward momentum, so they might as well be dead. Yeah, true. Which I don't, I don't, I'm not for or against the purge day. The purge day. I just talking through sort of the thematic implications of it. And I I think that's how the purge really gets started. You just got to start the conversation. (laughs) Hashtag start the purge. No. Like in the world of the purge, it's kind of like, well, everyone is going to, everyone who can, who can afford it. Is going to take a vacation to a different country that day. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't want to know about Russian Purge Day. I feel like... It's just like regular Purge Day, but the government does it. (laughs) I was about to say, I feel like every day is Russian Purge Day. (laughs) Oh, boy. In Russia. Yeah. In in... Soviet Russia, every day is Purge Day. That's a Yakov Shmirnov joke. (laughs) Is he alive? Uh, don't know. Circling back to the Sinclair Broadcasting Group, there's no way to avoid, like, how, how do you avoid falling, just don't, don't, don't listen to the news. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how do you, that's a problem that I think human beings are going to be facing for a long time based on previous things that have been happening. How do you avoid being influenced by an intentionally biased message based on falsehood. And there's no good answer to that right now. It's a it's a weirdly specific existential crisis. Yeah, it's new. I think it's new. Because, like, there there are... There are things that I, I will repeat that I've read from different sources that now I, I don't know if it's true or not. And so I don't know what to believe. It, it's... It's it's as though we would be better off with a purge day. <laughs> yes. I would rather a world where we live in purge day universe than live in post-truth universe. Because then at least you know one thing is true, and that's the glory of stealing from rich people on purge day. It's like, even if I fail, what are they going to do? Try to prosecute me? <laughs> If they don't kill me, I get off scot-free. And then you become the rich, and then you can afford. Oh, man. Just leaving. Here's what I do. The second the... Back to the purge. The second the purge day starts, I will steal just enough to afford to expatriate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the the goal of... uh, So, of the people who can't leave during the purge, your goal is to steal enough... To afford to move to a different country. I mean, here's here's the problem, though, Henry, is you, like, you steal enough to move to, like, the Philippines, right? And then you're living in the Philippines, you're living up, you've learned to speak Ilocano, you've got, like, your, your uh, like, manservants or whatever, <laughs> oh, you've got, God. like, a mansion, and you've, you've struck it big in the Philippines, and really, this is where you should have been all along, but then you just look to your side, and you see all the pictures you framed of you and your Purge Day buddies, <laughs> like, holding gold chains and bloody baseball bats, and you think, what if, what if I had stayed... The summer of 69. That's the sequel. The sequel is, <laughs> you know, I got out, but they're pulling me back in. One last job. Oh my god. Hear me out. 
what if the purge started to spin off in an incredible direction where it had a central protagonist who gamed the purge through a series of heists and then in the the second movie he goes back does the whole thing again it's like a reunion third movie some time has passed he's older yeah his joints are stiff his joints are stiff and then a helicopter lands in belize that's like you're a hard man to find mr purge guy wait isn't this just wolverine (laughs) so they find they find him and they're like you're a hard man to find the purge has never been the same since you quit we need someone to steal all the wealth from the riches and then you turn around this is you in the movie (laughs) all of the wealth you turn around and you're like sure but I need ten of my best purge <laughs> friends, and my last name is Oceans. <laughs> <laughs> the last one becomes the first Oceans Eleven. Yeah. No, no, a, a, an Oceans Eleven movie set during the Purge Universe world time. <laughs> yeah, that that's gotta be the next great American novel. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. the The last one was Jack London, Call of the Wild. Is that the road tripping one? No, it's the one with a. Uh, nope. How to Build a Fire? That's the one with the dog. What? what? The Road? No. Jack London? Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. Is it the road tripping one? <laughs> no, he's Who in the Who am I wild. thinking of? Uh, you think of Jack Kerouac? I am thinking of Jack Kerouac. The Dharma Bums. Yeah. Road tripping one. <laughs> yeah, he's a road poet. He, he's with a dog and he learns how to build a fire. <laughs> I haven't read any of these books. Oh. Dogs and fire are big parts of them. Both of them? Yeah. Really? Sure. All right. Well. Oh, shit, ding dong! That's the best reaction so far. So I think that wraps that segment up nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think so, too. And now, moving on to something a little different, we have a few special guests joining us halfway through the podcast. Hi, it's me, Allison. And it's a Jamie. And they are, I'm going to introduce them now. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> they need no introduction. <laughs> oh, I, I suppose. So introduce. All right, well, we have uh, Allison. Yes, it's it's me. <laughs> it's Allison. And Jamie. Hi. <laughs> we, we already covered that. We already covered. Wait, do, do I go that... into who they are? If you want to. All right, they are Allison. It's me, Allison. <laughs> and Jamie. Hi. Um, I think we pretty well covered it. It's like, do you want to go into who we are as people? Oh. Like, well, you don't have to. I mean, we could. I thought I was going to get some introspection on my <laughs> you, you, you want, like, one of those, like, comedy sort of, like, going through your portfolio of stuff? And oh, then... no, you don't have to do that. No, don't oh. roast us. That's not what I meant. I meant when the MC is at the mic, hyping up the crowd mm. to introduce the next stand-up. Yeah, he's like, you reckon... Okay, let me let me try to take over MC duty. All right. Uh, so I'll get Allison and then you, you can get Jamie. Follow my lead. Okay. Coming up the stage, you'll recognize him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where he plays Officer Mahoney. You, you'll also see him on, on Broad City, and he's a, a bit player in the Thundermans. Give it up for Allison. Hey. <laughs> see? So take that energy All right. and then transfer it over to Jamie. Okay, so you may recognize this person from a few Time Magazine covers or not. 
It's Jamie! <laughs> Woo, that's me. <laughs> Trying to be a little more enthusiastic. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. perfect. Good. All right. Oh, man. So these are our girlfriends. Yay! Woo, girlfriends! girlfriends. <laughs> and, we are the, and we are their boyfriends. Yay! Yay boyfriends! boyfriends. <laughs> Harmonize with me? Okay. Okay, so I'll do boyfriends at one note, and then you exactly one octave higher lower. That's what harmonize means. Is it? Yes. Okay. Harmonize is not a full octave, but okay. Okay. Boyfriends. <laughs> I'm sorry. We opened said, a portal to hell. Anyway. What do we talk about? We got we got the full gang here. All of the Austin people. Everyone. Yeah. This is everyone we know who lives in Austin, minus a few... This is every one of my friends. Yay. <laughs> Let's talk about the purge. Yeah. Her, I heard right. while I was listening at the door yeah. that you guys were talking about the purge. So we were, in fact, discussing the purge, and we were discussing what our purge crimes would be. So, Jamie, oh. given complete lawful freedom for 24 hours, I assume, I have no idea how this works... Is it 24 hours? Yeah, so it starts 5 p.m. one day and goes to 5 p.m. the next night. All right. So given that, from 5 p.m. to 5 p.m., completely law-free, what would you do? What's your purge crime? I would probably go to the homes of people who are animal abusers or sex offenders and beat them up. You'd beat them up. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Man, that's like, the first time someone has had, like, a nice thing to do on Purge Day. We just wanted to steal. So, so wait, you wouldn't kill them? No, beat them up, like, hard. <laughs> like, almost kill fist. them. So, so uh, I would probably involve uh, some sort of large, blunt object, because my fists are not that strong. And also, I don't want to deal with bloody knuckles. Yeah. Very smart. Would you thought about this a lot. <laughs> not, not a whole lot. Well, would you? Is it like you're gonna find the blunt object on their property? Or are you coming prepared? You got a wagon Ooh. that you're dragging. I think it would be more ex- a wagon that I'm dragging. You guys know that classic. I'm you know, dragging a wagon. You guys know that classic country song. There's a wagon that I'm dragging down to beat up an animal hater. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be more exciting to work with the resources that are available at each location. I'd probably bring one for backup, well, okay. just in case. What would it? What would it be? Yeah. Uh, can I be lame and steal the baseball bat with nails nails in it? Idea. That's no. not blunt, but I mean, <laughs> most of it is blunt. Yeah. Some of it is pointy. Yeah. All right. So you you would go vigilante. Vigilante for the people who cannot vigilante themselves. So I'm imagining. Uh, like you're going throughout your day, somebody somebody abuses something in front of you, and you like make a note. Oh yes, <laughs> and that carries you through the entire year until five p.m. on that day, and then you're like, you whip out the notebook, and you're like, let's get started. Well, I can't wait until five p.m. that day to start making my plan. I probably have to wait like two weeks before I have to start strategically planning out my times and locations so I can get a path going. 
I really appreciate, Jamie, that you are saying that you would not kill these people, but you would methodically plan this, <laughs> and you would enjoy finding blood objects to beat them up with. All the hallmarks of a good murderer, but yeah. you would not murder. I think, yeah, and it's important to note, like, depending on how many people I would need to visit... Would depend on how long the bludgeoning would occur. <laughs> like, so you could get it, you could get it on a lucky year, or you only get seven minutes. But maybe I have a whole hour for you. I'm yeah, not sure. you're like I've got twenty four hours and five names. <laughs> oh, God. oh, I would probably need to take breaks for snacks. <laughs> All right. You so beat that's... someone with an inch of their life, and oh, I got a carb break. I'm sorry. Yeah. I brought a banana. Do you want one? <laughs> do, do you need anything? Water. No, you're good. Just gargle if you're... Alright, you're still alive. <laughs> I'd be like, cool, see you next year, fam. <laughs> this is like the best Santa Claus. Uh, so, Allison... Oh, no! <laughs> so, if you had a 24-hour period of time to... Whatever the question Henry said was. Yeah. What's your purge crime? Okay. Dig this. Harvey Weinstein. Uh huh. Yes. Walk up to him and he just say, Harvey, you're stupid. <laughs> Love it. That's not illegal now. Oh, is it not? No, you, oh. can, you can call people stupid. Okay. Let him kick him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, kick him. Um, yeah, just okay. him. And then after that, after he's getting burned, because who knows what he did. Yeah. Um, Probably like free a bunch of barnyard animals, to be honest. Probably just break open the cages of cows and pigs. Oh shit. Guys, what? What, you what? know that show where that small person frees pit bulls? Oh, pit boss. Pit boss. Pit boss is legal on the purge. Hey! The oh. best episodes of Pit Boss are recorded on Purge Day. <laughs> so so forget our crimes. Yes. <laughs> we join up with Pit Boss and yeah. help his cause. Yeah. yeah! I'd be okay with that. As a member of the Pit Crew. <laughs> I feel like that's how Mad Max starts. <laughs> You're united under one banner of a, of a Pit Boss. They're and then all... eventually car murder. Yeah, I mean, they, they're all united under a cause they believe in. In this case, the pit boss's <laughs> cause, the free pit bulls. Is this real? Yeah, pit boss. Wait, <laughs> did you lie to me in saying it's called pit boss? What? I, pit boss was a show about, a, like, a pit boss. What's a pit boss? <laughs> <laughs> you can say that about anything. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, here's, How dare here's the you thing. you not be prepared for this segment. Here, here's my problem, Allison, in that you yeah. would kick Harvey Weinstein and tell him you're stupid. All noble goals, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, like, you would then have, depending on how long it takes you to find Harvey Weinstein, which, considering you're a lady, would probably not be too long, because he's creeping. Yeah. He's out there. Put my smells out. <laughs> put, put, put your smell lures out for yeah. Harvey. You would then have probably, like, 22 more hours in your purge day. Would you just, like, kick back? Big chill for the rest of Purge Day? Will the world of past purges you buy? I don't know. I think I would do the piracy thing that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> that I was making fun of Henry for maybe saying he would do. But that sounds pretty good. You uh, would just... I tried to download Wreck-It Ralph once and I got creamed by AT&T. <laughs> oh, no! Wreck-It Ralph. I want to download that movie a lot. You know what AT&T said? <laughs> They're like, I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. Wreck you. He so, wrecked piracy for you. <laughs> yes. 
So the first annual purge. You're like, every computer I could get my hands on, I am downloading a copy of Wreck-It Ralph. People will have it. <laughs> Accurate. You, yeah. you, you, move, you move your mouse over the Wreck-It Ralph BitTorrent link, you're like, I'm a Wreck-It. <laughs> That's I'm good. Like, download it, then give it to the people. Like, give the people what they want. Also, yes. I saw Coco recently, <gasps> which, yes. I know we've all been waiting for this. The people best. of viewership of John and Henry. <laughs> uh, it's a really good movie, and you should all see it. Coco is beautiful, and the most beautiful animated movie I think I've ever seen, and the most meaningful one, and I just want everyone to watch it, and... Uh, you're gonna cry, but it's a good cry, and so just be prepared, but you better watch it, like, twice. Coco made me cry twice. So once, cry four times. <laughs> once the first time I saw it, the other the second time I saw it. Both at the exact same point, and everyone knows when that is. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Opening credits. <laughs> just yep. tearing up. <laughs> He's like, my family makes shoes. I'm like, ah, why? <laughs> oh, Coco's I mean, a good movie. I highly recommend it. You heard it here first. It's got Folks. a 99% Hispanic cast. And then John Ratzenberg. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be in there. That's he tradition. Is. He absolutely is. He just yeah, has one that line. that dog, too. That dog. <laughs> is he Hispanic? <laughs> sure. Wait, do you know where John Ratzenberger is? Yeah. Yeah. He's the okay. skeleton. I just wanted to the... make sure everyone knows who John Ratzenberger He's is. He's the dentist skeleton. He's like, thank you. He's, yeah, he... He's from Cheers. Thank you. The dentist. I've... Yeah, the dentist from Cheers. <laughs> oh. Well, he's not a dentist. He's going to see his dentist. Oh. That's who put his picture on the ofrenda. His dentist? Yeah. yeah. Why he... would a dentist like to have return clients who are ghosts? Because he's the only one who remembers him. His dentist. He has all that expensive He's like tooth all the orthodontist, orthodontistry work. He smiles and he's got a mouth, a silver mouth. I believe. Oh my gosh. I believe oh, his. I don't remember this gentleman in the movie. It's, it's a throwaway joke, but yeah, also I believe. I believe in the credits. His name's like Senor Ortodensia or something. Like yeah. Senor Teeth. He's tied to teeth. Oh what? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's only got, like, Hold on. Line. Where is John Ratzenberger tied to teeth right now? No, no. we need to rescue him. <laughs> no. I meant purge this. crime. Rescue <laughs> John Ratzenberger. Oh shit! My purge crime was I want to tie John Ratzenberger to a giant tooth. No, no. We're, our crime is we're rescuing him. <laughs> we are John Ratzenberger pit bosses. Yes. <laughs> we rescue John Ratzenberger. Ratzenbosses. All right, I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take this moment to read the description of the TV show Pit Boss because I found. Found it. Okay. <laughs> it's an American television series docudrama that follows Shorty Rossi, owner of Shorty's Rescue, an organization set up for Pitbull Rescue. The series aired on Animal Planet from some date to another date. It's, it's over now. No! Animal Planet. Wait, so they're rescuing them, but they're not like vigilante justice rescuing them? Yeah, I think the whole thing about Pit Boss is he like, all the promos are him like cutting chain link fences and like rescuing dogs but i think that's after criminal proceedings i don't know it's oh. probably it's probably like uh what's uh, like american chopper for pit american dogger american, Is american chopper american chopper the docudrama about a serial killer who you don't know american chopper no you seen this meme what do you the say meme with no. the two people what? yelling at each other okay that's oh. every meme on the planet yeah the guy throws a chair I've seen oh, the meme, yeah. but I have no context for... Is those are stick figure people? No! Oh, never mind. I have no idea. 
<laughs> there's a sh- don't worry is it, about a, it. is it about a chop shop it's about okay so motorcycle cho- yes a chopper yeah. is a certain kind of american motorcycle helicopter uh, nope yeah <laughs> motorcycle get to the Hel- chopper a helicycle <laughs> yes motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> we know <laughs> all right well oh boy yeah so it's a docudrama so i guess there there might be some illegal cu- chain cutting but who who knows I'm sure it will be illegal on the... What are we talking about? I'm circling back to our discussion of back Pit, Pit boss. boss, the Purge, Purge Boss, yeah. Bats and Boss. You gotta follow the, the training. Wait, he's like a little person, right? Yes. Is, is that... He's little because he can wiggle through the fences he's here? <laughs> I... So um, um, is that going in the podcast? Uh, he is a talent manager of Shortywood Productions. Oh, um, no. Shawty. I um, doesn't say anything about what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. What? Hold on though. What if every Wikipedia article described the weird things people could do with their bodies? They're like John Ratzenberger can flatten himself down to the thickness of a dime and slither under your door. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a, there's a subsection that just skills. <laughs> yes. George Clooney um, can do a perfect George Clooney impersonation. And he's been doing it his whole life. Because the real George Clooney died. <gasps> it's true, Ocean's Eleven. You should watch it. <laughs> About that dime thing, though, flattening yourself. Yeah. A, good, a good purge thing would be to like get in with all these mad scientists and have them experiment on you so you can get superpowers on the purge. If we're living in that universe of that is possible you can do like clinical trials they'll just pay you (laughs) no but like a lot of stuff that's a really good point because a lot of experiments are not approved yet through fda or through government channels to like approved for human um, behavioral analysis listen to this so like people who really have good ideas and want to do good work in the scientific community but can't get it approved through proper channels i'm sure they would totally be like, have everything set up so they can just press go on their experiment on per- 5 o'clock purge day and then get all of this scientific data and then analyze it for the rest of the year in preparation for next purge day. It, this could be really beneficial to our society. Or, or if <laughs> a, a purge. let's say a scientist was really, he's really behind, uh, let's just go off the top of my head, like a baldness drug. So he's got mm. this like baldness drug that he really wants to test. And instead of waiting for people to be like, oh, I want to, I want to be test, I want this to be tested on me on Purge Day, he just gets like a crop duster airplane, oh. <laughs> loads it up with baldness drug, and just like carpet bombs a city with it, and everyone's like covered in hair. <laughs> Even the people with hair. Yeah. <laughs> More hair. That plane's getting shot out the sky, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is Purge Day. Because I think other people's Purge Day... Resolution? What? <laughs> what? What's that called? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's what it's named now. Purge Day Resolution. I'm sure there was, there was, would be like, I'm tired of them airplanes always buzzing my house and getting all up in my business. I'm going to shoot them down. Okay, so I, I, I want us all to go over our Purge Day resolutions. <laughs> so, Henry, your Purge Day resolution was to steal and hire murderers and basically <laughs> create a proto-society where you pay murderers to murder people who want to stop you from stealing. I would summarize it as organize an Ocean's 14, but yes. Okay. And uh, Jamie's Purge Day resolution is to 
become like a reverse Santa Claus to beat up animal <laughs> abusers with found weaponry. Uh, mine, I don't remember. Oh no. Did I have one? Did we ask you that? I, I'm not sure that we did. Because we covered mine extensively. Yeah. We might not so, have gotten to yours. Your, oh, your insider trading. Uh, That's I, right. Insider oh. trading. Insider trading. We got into the whole discussion of the financial word, world in the perch universe. Really? That's yours? Yeah. Oh, I'd make a million. And then I'd immediately expatriate to a country that didn't have the purge. So I mean, you, you would only participate in one purge day, or you would come back every year. Oh, time for my annual trip to the purge place. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Is like you get a taste for it, you go back, <laughs> you go back and purge more. <laughs> you taste that blue collar. I got the urge, <laughs> the urge to purge. Oh, yeah. And Allison, you would kick Harvey Weinstein and then slither your body under a door, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> or, not right. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel like there. That's four good purge movies right there you know what are they doing with that property they did one with like about an election yeah election day was the most recent oh was it i don't know no, no. there's one after that it oh, might no. be coming out yeah i've seen trailers maybe maybe it's not here yet but yeah. it's like the original purge day yeah the first one <laughs> yeah it's like the first purge i don't know what it's called but it's about how purge Origins. day got started i would love if the first purge day as represented that movie is everyone's like walks outside them like i what do we then like someone just like hits someone gently with a board and they look around and then just chaos <laughs> it's, those movies scare me like legitimately they're the ones that really get to me because it's like people and not a supernatural thing because people are capable of crazy stuff yeah so i think they've done a lot with that franchise i've yeah. only seen one let's see another one Okay. Let's watch The Purge. I want to watch A Quiet Place. <gasps> Me too! Yes. Oh, John Ratzenberger! No! no. no. John, Kr- John Krasinski. Krasinski! And his real-life wife, who yeah. plays his movie wife, real Emily wife. Blunt. Emily Blunt, and, that, oh. and an actual deaf girl. Really? Yeah. yeah? Oh. The, the little girl in the movie is actually deaf. She scored a great role for herself. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I, uh, there's a lot of signing in the movie, so yeah. she can she can keep up. Easy. Was the lady in Hush deaf? What? No. She was deaf and mute. No, in real life. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. That movie was crazy, too. It was. It was scary. Yeah. All I know is that the actress in Shape of Water, I assumed that she was mute because of how well she portrayed that. And I was like, oh, surprise, she's a normal person. Oh. Yeah. And I was like... Well, that's a great job, but I was a little sad at the opportunity lost to yeah. cast someone in a role. I mean, because I'm sure there are people um, who have those sort of um, disabilities, like they're mute or deaf, and then want to go into the acting profession, as portrayed and evidenced by the fact that we've got um, deaf actors and things like that in other movies. I mean, it's definitely something that I think about sometimes, because like I, I like that so, if you have something like The Shape of Water, it does, cre- it does increase visibility for people who are disabled in that way. Yeah. But also, like, it's the question of it is increasing visibility, good, but also an abled person is playing that person. So, I don't know if that's... It, we could have had, like, visibility and representation. I don't know. It could have been... I don't know. It, it would be so cool if we had more people who were who had, like, different abilities than your traditional, like standard actors and actresses who are tasked to portray these people it was cool because she was mute and i think that played into the plot no spoilies 
<laughs> I mean, can we spoil? No, we can't. No, no, no. too soon. Okay. Spoilers. It is implied that her muteness is a product of something else that is a plot of the movie. Oh, no, yeah. Let's just abandon it. It's okay, fine. I forgot. I've never seen Hush. I only saw... No, I'm it. talking about Shape of Water. What? Shape of Water? <laughs> I thought we were talking about Hush. It's Henry, a... no! <laughs> Shape of Hush. What? Shape of Hush. She's mute in Shape of Water. Yeah. And she's deaf in Hush. And mute. And mute. There are theories about her and her origins. In Hush? No, in Shape of Water. Get with the times, John. (laughs) I'm so confused. Have you guys seen Requiem? No. Or a dream? For a dream? No, on Netflix? I heard it's good. (laughs) This is what we're talking about. We're talking about things you haven't seen, John. You're right. We should talk about that documentary about the people in Oregon. Oh, Wild Wild Country? Yeah. I've seen I've seen the trailer for it. Oh, so you've seen it? <laughs> no. Uh, it's really good, the first half. The Wait, first half is really good. What about the second half? Uh, uh, if, if I was pressed to describe how I feel about Wild Wild Country, it is the story of a phenomenal, interesting time in American history in the 80s. But it's based on real people and a very wide-ranging and complicated subject. And like all wide-ranging, complicated subjects with real people, there's not really an ending. Mm. uh, And there's not a lot of satisfaction because it's life. So for something that is built up so well, it kind of peters out in a way that it did in real life. You can't really tell if the story is lame or if the way they're telling the story is lame. Because it just sort of disappears. Basically, let me spin this to you. It's about... Don't spoil it. She was gonna spoil it. (laughs) You were gonna spoil it? Don't. Yeah, you prevented me. It's these people from India that are following this guru around. And they're called sannyasins. And they decide, because the guru is like, yo, let's go to America and found this city in Oregon. And they build it from the ground up. They borrow it. Borrow the land to, like, create it into farmland, and then they eventually, like, buy out the entire surrounding area. The members of the town of Oregon are, like, super upset. These people are, like, free sex, free love type of thing. And then they start carrying AK-47s because somebody bombs one of their buildings. Violence, uh, treachery, lies, wiretapping, murder. This story's <laughs> got it all. Oh yeah. my word. It, it has all of that, and all of that is really interesting. It's just that the it does not stick the landing like things in real life would not. Okay, so they're just sort of, one day we're like, we're done. No, it's much more dramatic than that. It's just, it's just not what you want. We, all, we put all the guns on the table, <laughs> and we're going to walk out, and you can't shoot us. And they were like, okay, and they didn't. It's got great characters, though. Real life people. <laughs> all, uh, when was this? When did this take place? 1979 to 1984. So there's st- some of them are still alive. Yeah. They cool. interview... Like it's the, crazy the people they interview like the, the in relation to the the story they get they get interviewed. They got the guru. Well, well, he. Oh, he got, oh spoilers! Oh, okay. Spoilers! I should I should not have asked that question. <laughs> oh no! Of all the questions. I those. mean, he do what gurus do when they old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Commit murder. No. <laughs> <laughs> get a, get assassinated by the government. Yeah. Of my house. <laughs> What? That's a in joke about the show we watch. <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. Oh, anyway. the government of my ha- I, no, it's fine. not worth going into. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Concept of an actual purge is very scary to me. 
We would just go somewhere. We would leave the country. Oh, we could go to Disney World. No. No, that would, that would be terrible. That would be a terrible idea. That is terrifying. You know how many people who would go to Disney World as their purge act? Yeah, <laughs> their that would be the one thing. Purge resolution. Half of them would be going to be like, yeah, what's up? I can get in here for free. And the other half would get in there... To, like, punch mascots and stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, the mascots would still be there. They're working. Oh, I don't know. They're working. Here's what happens. Here's how you... Let me set the scene. Oh, man. You say, I want to go to the single safest and at the same time most magical place on Earth, Disney World, for the purge. I'll be safe. You go there. It's, like, weirdly deserted. And then, like, Chip comes out. And he's like... Hey, I'm Chip from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. And then, of course, you're like, Chip, it's so good to see a friendly face in these trying times. And then a hand emerges from his mouth and it has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, his no. hand, because that hand can't hold a gun. Yeah. It's all, you know. It's all glovey. Why would yeah, he introduce no. himself as, hi, I'm Chip? That's, he, he that's get, how he likes it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gets off on the familiarity. Yeah, and then the murder. And then the Both murder. of those things. On closer inspection, you realize he's had to cut the feet of the costume out because he's a, too tall for it. <laughs> yep. And you're like, I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. Chip does not wear New Balance. <laughs> What? Or have white legs. What if you just rode, like, Space Mountain throughout the entire purge? Nobody could get to you. Like, you just keep it on a loop because you're a hacker and you could break it. <laughs> you hacked the system. This, yeah, this premise requires a lot of skills you may or may not have, but... <laughs> I think all pur- I think if we live in the world of the purge, our skill set would be different. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you say Space Mountain? Yeah. What's... Is that... Does it go up and down? It's the no. dark one. It's the dark one. I don't With never a lot been. of it's a lot of twisting turning and it's inside a giant metal structure that it seems pretty impenetrable because the line itself I swear is an entire mile long so from the entrance of the building to where you, they would start to have, be able to have access to you it would take them like a day to yeah. get there the worst choice would be Splash Mountain because at the end that lake's just full of murders <laughs> <laughs> it like takes your picture like oh and there's just hands with knives coming out of the water. Horrible. creepy because it has puppets everywhere yeah. and the animatronics and they talk to you and tell stories. There's so. like a banjo, but no. It's um, I mean, you. They, there's already, but there are two vultures before you do the really big drop who are like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, and like, there true. is already implication of murder in that ride to begin with. So it's very, uh... Uh, fitting setting. True. And then the, the vulture's like, hey, 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 gun comes out of its mouth. <laughs> But uh, you, you bring up a good thing to think about, Jamie. It's purge day. No one's going to want to walk a mile through something <laughs> to, to do their purge activity. Yep. So, like, instead of, like, a, a panic room or something, just on a lot of, lot of, lot of land <laughs> and be in the very yeah. center of it. Because no one's going to be walking all that way. You have to You have to make it not worth it. Like, you have to live alone in, like, the woods and then, like somebody let's say a group of like five angry people with you know purge knives they just like show up and they're like they walk the 18 hectares to your house and then they're like we're gonna murder you farmer and then you just get on a horse and they're like we can't walk as fast as a horse (laughs) we've wasted our opportunity by trying to murder this one guy but what if they bring purge guns oh no 
Well, you are a farmer. So, you probably have purge guns. I mean, bulletproof car. And if they have cars, you put landmines everywhere. Like, <laughs> Mad Max. Yeah, it, it becomes Mad Max, but with more grass. Yes. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because a lot of times in the movies, they explore this idea that the purge is classist, and it separates people that can afford weapon-grade mm-hmm. ammunition and like protection versus people that are homeless, and they're just going to get killed because they're easy prey um, and can't protect themselves. So it's like, is it really ever going to be fair, you know? Oh, probably not. When you're sort of getting rid, like literally purging homeless people is kind of like what the subset is in a lot of the movies. Wait, is that what the purge is referring to? It's sort of... Yeah, in some of the movies it it goes into that idea. It's set up as this sort of like get rid of your aggression, but like the sort of underlying thing from the super rich is like, well, the people in power... Or like we can just get rid of a whole bunch of poor people that we don't have to pay for anymore. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. it's kind of like if like if the world had if the U.S. had air conditioning and the super rich got to set the temperature and they just set it down to forty for a couple of nights, and the the yeah, it's just you know, yeah, it's not a it's not it's not a great thing, Henry. We have to call this podcast the Purge Five colon. Oceans Eleven One colon rats and bosses. <laughs> rats and bosses. Rats and like the Ratzenberg. Rats and bosses. No, rats and bosses. We established we would be the rats and bosses. Oh yeah, I guess we'd we... save John Ratzenberger. I forgot our allegiances switched midway through <laughs> from pit boss to rats and boss. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I should watch a Purge movie now Yeah Me too Except I don't want to I don't want to watch <laughs> people beating up other people Is, are, they're real, it's, it's rough They're real gory, right? Yeah They're pretty violent And scary That's like the opposite of my favorite kind of movie Yeah They're pretty rough Has anybody here seen a Purge movie? I have you just said that you hoped to one day see a Purge movie. No, I just said that I do want to watch one. He, he but I have also it. seen the first one oh. in theaters. Another one. Okay. Yeah. It was funny because uh, I watched the first... We've all seen the first Purge movie except Henry. And, nope. And I, Jamie. I have Jamie. never seen one. Okay. I don't know if I've seen the first one. So I watched the first Purge movie and it was great because there's a moment in the first Purge movie. And you'll know what it is if you see it. But... About ten people in the movie theater, and it wasn't a packed movie theater, just screamed, why? At the same time, because they were all exactly as indignant about one really stupid thing that is the inciting incident of what happens in that movie. Someone leaves the door unlocked. Something like that. Uh, The Purge came out a while ago. A, A kid just, like, opens the door to the Purge murderers. Why? Because he's, like, mad at his parents. I remember that. Uh. Oh, I'm angsty, so let me Something let the like murderers that. in. Here's what happened. So they, 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 yes. <laughs> they, which they, these people live in the suburbs and they protect their house with like really thick armoring because the dad of the house sells house armor for purge nights. <laughs> that, that's his thing. That's what he's built his entire thing on. So they use this armor and um, this homeless guy sneaks in. At the last second, which is sort of like the inception of this idea of homeless people are targeted on these nights. He's really hurt and like the younger son um, finds him and he's like, oh, come come with me, come hide. 
And then uh, eventually he lets him out and opens the gate to allow other people to come into the house because he wants this homeless guy to escape. And his parents are like, what the fuck, bro? Why would you do this? <laughs> Uh, but, so yeah, that's why people are screaming why. So so, yeah. so his intentions were good in that he was letting the homeless man out. But why why wouldn't he wait until the purge was over? If you're protecting someone from the purge, why would you let them out into the world of the purge while the purge is still purging? The first purge is genuinely not a good movie. It's not great. It's, yeah. uh, but there is this moment where Ethan Hawke just beats up a bunch of people and that's cool. All right. Ethan Hawke's all right. In it. He's in the movie? He's the dad. Oh, he's the guy who sells the armor. Yeah. He's, uh, he, his company, Purge Knights. That's his, what? I don't know. You said Purge Knights. That seems like a good name for, uh. I don't know what his company is. Are you looking at the Sorry, I'm looking at my schedule. Purge Knights, Purge Knights sounds like a album title. Yes. (laughs) Ethan Hawke's Purge Knights. Oh. Well, I think that might wrap yeah, up. Yeah, that might be it for the podcast. This Super Purge-themed episode. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, no, I, I appreciate it. I feel like we've been we've been really needing some kind of release for all the conversation we want to have about the Purge. And what's the word for when you want to like just release something? Void. Yeah, do we want to void all this Purge talk? Yeah, we just wanted to <laughs> void all of it. Get it all over the place. Yeah, I feel, I really feel like there's a better word oh, uh, for what we wanted to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We just wanted to shit ourselves with all of this purge. Yep. I, I feel like, I feel like that's accurate. And so, Henry. Oh, loose could work. We wanted to loose this purge conversation onto the world. Yeah, I feel like I had quaffed too much purge and needed to loose it upon <laughs> uh, the unsuspecting masses. Henry, let me ask you a question. What? Should we thank our guests before you get into the social media plugs? That's fine. Go for it. Oh. Oh. Thank you, guests. <laughs> yeah, okay. Girlfriends I just had a, no, I know just, where we stand. No, it's fine. Thank you, Jamie, for being on this podcast. <laughs> Allison, it has been a true pleasure. Tip hat. <laughs> hey, John. Uh, what, what is it? What? John, thanks for being on this podcast. <laughs> oh, um, tip hat. You know, I, I just... Thanks for coming out all these times. You've been this good special guest. Uh, it's been my podcast the whole time. Uh, tell a lie day. <laughs> That's my one lie. Oh boy. You know one my one, one. Oh wait, we had a whole thing planned. Real quick, you have to write a response to a to. Oh, support on Twitter. Oh, crap. Okay. You gotta do that because he said he would do it live on the podcast. Oh, shoot. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay, so just to catch you up, uh, we kind of crowdsourced. What? You you guys know what Hulu is, right? You use it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Wait. Where is it? Where are our mentions? You gotta see. I don't know. I don't know how the app works. Wait. I have it pulled up if you want to just use my phone. Okay, so uh, I'll 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 use your expensive telephone. It's not that expensive. Okay, so we uh, reached out to Hulu because during the podcast, I said that the that the Hulu app on Roku is very bad uh, because it 
It's bad. Okay. And I I was so incensed that I started to ask Henry what we should communicate to the people at Hulu about this. And together we came up with, hey, at Hulu, your at Roku app is not good, triple exclamation point. How about you fix it so I can watch me some at Frasier, hashtag Frasier, <laughs> triple exclamation point, question mark, double exclamation point. So I think... That that was maybe a bit too much because Hulu responded to us. Oh no! Uh, which is the the hell of social media because you have a platform and sometimes you don't know that this is going to get to some intern. Uh, and Hulu support at Hulu underscore support says, "Oh no, we're sorry to hear you're running into difficulty. Difficulty." <laughs> What seems to be the problem? Are you seeing any errors at app launch or during playback? The more info you can send our way, the better. Start with colon, and then there's like a Roku help, but I'm not doing that. No, just reply. I'm taking right to social media. So, uh, how should we respond? Yeah, this could be a group effort. It's just not as good as Netflix is. Not as good. (laughs) Make sure to at as. I'm doing a reply. Oh, wait! Can you like, add Netflix? Yeah, you can add in the middle of a reply. Netflix. Is <laughs> <laughs> period okay? You just have to click too many buttons. Like this is from the heart. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, too many button clicks to get to your 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 episode. Your episode. To your Frasier. <laughs> okay, too many button clicks. Before I see Frasier's <laughs> sweet face. Before. <laughs> I see at... By the way, at Frasier is nothing related to the Frasier. At Frasier's sweet face. Okay? I think that might be good, Jen. No, we we need to keep it going. That's a lot. Okay, it's just not as good as Netflix. There's How too many, many characters buttons. you have left? Oh, a lot. We have like say, three quarters of a tweet smelly. left. You're smelly. No. No, no, no. Let's not be mean. Is that too mean? <laughs> I'm not being too mean. I, too... I'm a, I, I like, I use Hulu like daily, so. Before yeah. I see Frasier's sweet face, gimme, I put gummy, the Frasier. <laughs> gimme the Frasier. Gimme the Frasier. Gimme the Frasier. Hashtag Frasier. You should add an at Roku for no reason. <laughs> Roku. Are you responsible? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the name of the person who is responsible. At Hulu responded. <laughs> How long is this, t- speak this tweet? to us, <laughs> coward. Oh my word. Oh my god. Okay, Maybe so. Okay, so just so everyone's on the same page. It's just not as good as at Netflix is. Too many button clicks before I see Frasier's sweet face. Important content. Give me the phrase. Hashtag free. I did not spell phrase the same way twice. Uh, at, at Roku, are you responsible? At Hulu responded, speak to us coward. Hashtag coward. <laughs> Oh my gosh. How do you have room for all this? Didn't uh, they double the they tweet? Doubled the it's, tweets. it's 280 now, but that's like a whole book. Howard. Okay, so we're good? We're good. Do it. Hit Reply. that soon. Oh my word. Okay. It's done. It's done. It's huge. And we'll we'll follow up if they follow up. <laughs> this can be an ongoing... You're, you're little, affecting change. ...little segment that we, we'll, we'll, we'll have. We are affecting change. And you know, speaking of... 
change. Speaking of Twitter. Oh. Maybe the larger conversation we were having. I'd like to talk to you all about social media. Okay. Now, I don't know if you guys have been here for this. And as a matter of fact, I know that you haven't. So this is going to be a fun experience. So, uh, if you if you would like to engage with our conversation on Twitter.com, you can reach us at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. Let's do this one letter at a time. I'll start. Zombie. Carnivores. Piggin. What? <laughs> Carts. What? What? What are we doing? ZCPCWHJ is our Twitter handle. Uh, and we're a, telling the oh, we're telling know, the users what it stands yeah, for. It's oh, an abbreviation. Okay. Yeah. So what do we got? Wait. So it's zombies, zombies. Zombie carnivores. Piggin. Piggin? Cats. Zombie carnivores, pig and cats. With herbivore. Jowls. I should have said Jaws. So that's what it stands for. And uh, if if you have uh, if you have more suggestions for what that stands for, or you want to send us your own must-read so that we can read them on the air, uh, please, Sinclair Broadcasting Group, we need funding. You can send us an email to zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. Send us a Gmail, send us an email, but please don't purge us. Uh, we Twitch stream video games on twitch.tv slash zero credits sometimes uh are we still uh no facebook we still have a facebook but we're still not really using it's a secret and you can like comment and subscribe on itunes and as always the word of the mouth is the best way to let your friends know that we want to grow the podcast don't tell them about it just tell them we want to grow our audience (laughs) please yeah don't talk about how good and engaging the content is just be like they're really desperate. They need a win. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I think that's it for social media, right? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, I like to say, everyone here at the Zero Credit Studios, we want to wish you a happy week. I feel like that was pretty on brand, like the whole thing, like with all the purge stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's very on brand. I feel like that was, man, I had a segment. It's gone now. Too late. It's too late. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, me too. Bye.